Let's do today a review of Parshas Pinchas in the volume 13, the first sikha of Parshas Pinchas, which by the way, the Rebbe points out uh, right in the note in the star over here that Pinchas is mostly uh, by Masorah spelled with a Yud, Pinchas, Pe Yud, Nun Ches, Samach, as opposed to Pinchas without a Yud. Uh, the sikha, if it's a Rashi sikha, and it discusses the um, portion in Shlishi in the Parshas Pinchas. Over there, the Pasuk discusses the um, how Israel is going to be divided up into the various uh, the tribes, the different uh, parts that everybody would get. And then, eventually, in Perich of Zion, the Pasuk discusses an uh, issue that came forth that the Benoi Slavchod, the daughters of Tzlovchod, uh, he has passed on, and he had five daughters, uh, there were five of them, Machla, Noya, Chogla, Milka, and Sirzo, and they came before Moshe and Elazar the Koyin, Aaron was already not there then, and they came before the Nesim, Ola, Eida, and they asked, they complained, they said that their father died in the Midbar, and why should they not get a portion? He has no sons, only daughters. They're asking to know give us an inheritance, give us a portion amongst together with the brothers of our father. So, Pasik Hei, uh, which is the end of the Pasha Shlishi, says, Vayakriv Moshe es Mishpoton Lifnei Hashem. So, Moshe brings the mishpat, the judgment, he brings it before Hashem. So over here, uh, Rashi, who learned the sicha, so Allah posuk vayakariv Moshe as mishpatom of shel b'nei stovchad ifnei Hashem, he brings it over there. And uh, by the way, I just want to mention this, that the Rebbe will have a very uh, phenomenal idea with this concept that the Rashi is going to discuss it, that Moshe Rabbeinu forgot the halacha this and also in the other case, and the Rebbe will explain like an amazing idea why these two halachas is where he forgot, as we'll see later on. Um, so, again, so the Pasuk of Yakra Moshe's Mishpatim shall be nice love Hashem. So he brings it before Hashem. So, Maitik Rashi Hateves, so Rashi quotes the words, Vayakrev Moshe es Mishpatim. So that Moshe brings close there. Judgment. He brings it to Hashem. Rashi quotes the words "Vayakir Moshe es Mishpatam." These four words. Umefarish and Rashi explained this alma halacha mimenu that the law has been hidden from him. In other words, he uh, forgot the halacha. And why did he forget the halacha? Zavtrashi vekan nifra. Here he was paid back because Al Shanotala Torah Lemar, he took a crown. He sort of he spoke in a way uh, which said that he can he has the answers. When before when he was appointing the judges, uh, it says, So he took the crown for himself by saying 
the word, the matter that would be difficult from you that you won't be able to handle, takrivun elai you'll bring to me. So as if to say that he knows all the answer. That wasn't appropriate. Should not have said it in that way. And therefore, Hashem collected from him here. He punished him here by nisalma halacha so that he forgot the halacha. That's why nisalma halacha here. Dovarachar, another interpretation would be that it would seem that not that he forgot the halacha, but this halacha was uh, not told him in the first place, as we'll see in the Rebbe's explanation. The That technically this section, this portion, that we're going to learn about what is the halacha, the Ebrister says, came in a slavchos Dovres in the following that when there is no son, then the daughter gets the portion. So this portion was fit to be said, to be written by Moshe Rabbeinu, just like he uh, wrote the rest of the Torah. So he should have written this also, not as a response to the Bnei Slavchot, but directly from Hashem. But there is a privilege they merited, the daughters of Tzlavchot merited, and therefore it ended up being written through them. So they were the impetus, they were the ones that brought about the writing of uh, this halacha. Oh, so the Rebbe explains, Seemingly, that Rashi's intention is here to explain the surprise that how could it possibly be that at the end of 40 years, this is already at the end of 40 years before they're entering into Eretz Yisrael. After 40 years in the desert, Moshe did not know a very main in the order of inheritance. Which is Mishpaton Shel Benoy Slavchot, the ruling the, of the, for the daughters of the daughters of Slavchot. Umiyashiv Zebibezefan. So Rashi answers it in two ways. Number one, Alev Dvadai Hoyo Yodu Aloi Mishpaton Mitchila. For sure, he was, it was known to him their judgment, the law from the beginning. But he was punished, and the halacha has been hidden from him. So he knew it, but he forgot it as a punishment. And number two, which means which means that it was never going to be, uh, it was going to be there, and they had a schus, that's why they ended up saying it. So the Rebbe says, So we need to understand. So first of all, this whole problem that Rashi has, how could it be that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know? This is not the first instance in which Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know a halacha. Halaymet Aleph, number one, the Rebbe asks, Halaymetzinu kamapomim b'toyro, gam lifnei parshazu, we find many times in the Torah, even prior to this portion, shenestapik Moshe b'negei l'halacha mesuyamas, that there was a halacha that Moshe Rabbeinu did not know, and uh, he uh, he wasn't sure about it. 
And over there, Virashi loy pirish bahen shenis alma halacha mimenu. Rashi doesn't explain uh, over there that the halacha was forgotten from him. So Rashi doesn't explain. Rebbe brings down all the dry, all the three, the, the, the different places where we find that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't sure. Hadei shetoifes Rashi. So that means that Rashi holds that it is actually possibly to say that maybe this halacha Moshe had not yet heard it from HaKadosh Baruch and the Rebbe pointed out that even though that in Rashi's view in the Hour of Five the Rebbe points out that Hashem did not tell everything to Moshe Rabbeinu all the details and it's possible that Moshe Rabbeinu did not hear yet this specific halacha. There's a whole debate, but But in Rashi, the bottom line is that it's very possible that Moshe Rabbeinu had not heard yet this halacha. So therefore, it's lachain, and therefore ainly t'moya yoda Moshe. So it's not a surprise. How come Moshe didn't know it? Hashem didn't tell it to yet. So since this is the view of Rashi in the other places which Rashi doesn't make uh, explanation why and doesn't explain that it was forgotten for him, which means that not necessarily did he know Da'alokha and he's forgotten. So, and that's why Rashi doesn't comment. So what is that pushes Rashi, that forces Rashi over here to explain that he knew the halacha, and it was forgotten from him. Uh, the Rebbe also in Hora 7 discusses another place where Rashi says some halacha, but we'll leave that for now. So the first question the Rebbe basically know, wants to know is, why do we have to say that he knew he forgot it? Why can't we say that Hashem hasn't told it to him yet? Number two, the Pirush HaBez, Kamkin Koshal Darachanal. The similar question is also in the second interpretation. L'chayre kavonas Rashi b'mashek kosuv Rashi What is Rashi's intent when Rashi writes b'mashek kosuv Ruhu hoya so parsha zuli kosuv v'chulu What does Rashi mean? That this parsha was fit to be written by Moshe Rabbeinu Shaloi nemro la'adayim parsha zu That this parsha has not been told to you. And Rashi gives the reason how come Taka this portion was not said to him. So Rashi gives the rationale because the daughters of Slavcha they merited. So the question is how come only over here Rashi gives the reason, uh, the explanation? Why he wasn't given Levi Parshas Hakodim Masanal and not in the previous Parshas, which Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know, and Hashem told him. Rashi doesn't explain over there. Why did Hashem not tell it to him before? So why is this different? Number three. Uh, Rabbi is asking the quote that Rashi brings from the verse. Im Gimel Im Kavon Has Rashi Liyashiv Eichi Tochen Shemoshe Liyoda Lochazu. If intent of Rashi is to explain. How could we possibly say that Moshe didn't know this halacha? 
Then he should have quoted from the Pasik Rak only the words Bayakriv Moshe Vegoimer that Moshe brought close, etc. And from this we would understand that he means the general subject over here, that Moshe brings the whole thing. So why was it necessary for Rashi to quote Gam as Mishpotom? Why as Mishpotom? That's it. So we know that the whole, why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to bring it close? Something to do about the Mishpotom, as the Rebbe will explain in the explanation. Number four, the Rebbe brings down the Pirushi Beparshas Bahaloischo, Beparshas Bahaloischo. In Rashi's commentary in the portion of Bahaloischo, Bidine Pesach Sheni, the laws of Pesach Sheni. Over there, too, the people came to Moshe Rabbeinu complaining, What about us that we were Tmeim, Lenefesh Odom? What do we do? And we couldn't bring the Korban Pesach and Moshe Rabbeinu. Tells them later on, the Ebishtah's answer, Moshe Rabbeinu asks Hashem, and gives them the answer that they can make a Pesach Sheni. So over there, Rashi explains, a Pirusha Lechayre, Doi Pirusha Sheni Khan, which is a commentary which seemingly is similar to his interpretation over here. But over there, specifically, Rashi writes, there's a change of language between the, uh, he, there and over here. Over there, Rashi writes, that this portion was fit to be said. Rashi uses the word, and then, so Rashi continues there, these people, those who complained, they were privileged that it was said through them. It's all about saying, why was it said? It was fit to be said, and it was said. But over here, Rashi's writes about writing. Why does Rashi change over here? And he writes, To be written, was written. So over there it was said, and uh, here it's written. Why does Rashi change it? From said to written. It was supposed to be said or supposed to be written. And then we have the regular, usual question, whenever Rashi brings down two uh, commentaries and one uh, Rashi, it's a reason that each one has some problem uh, that is not in the other. So what is it? Yodua, it's known, when Rashi gives, explains two interpretations in one subject, it's because each one on their own, each pshat on their own, is not does not have in it in order to settle the verse according to the simple in all details. That which there is to question according to one interpretation, we can't ask according to the second one. But yet, the first interpretation is the one that is closer to the simple pshat. That's why it comes first. And therefore, in our case, we need to understand what are the difficulties in each one of these interpretations. 
that because of that, Rashi has to bring them both down. Um, the Rebbe is going to explain, the key explanation over here is that in our case it says that Moshe Rabbeinu brought mishpoton, the word mishpoton. It doesn't say that Moshe Rabbeinu brought this matter before Hashem, but he brought this judgment before Hashem, which appears to say that the matter in general was something that was known to him. But the mishpat, the final ruling, was not known. That's what Rashi uh, is coming here. That's what Rashi brings the word mishpatun over here. That's what Rashi is coming to address. Base, Babir Bukhulzer. So, what's the explanation of the above in all this? The, the idea itself that Moshe had a question about a certain aloha, there is no surprise in that. Because, as we said earlier, we can say that this law he had not yet heard from Akkadish Baruch. Even at the end of the 40th year, just in our case. And become become a dinim, and many, and many many halachas, beikrim and principles nemru beparshas laachri parshasenu are said in the sections, the portions that follow our parsha. Not a surprise. That's nothing to be surprised about. But that's not what Rashi was surprised. Shakan hukshul Rashi belishna dekra. But over here, Rashi was troubled. It was the question. Question was difficult to Rashi. The language that the Pesach uses, Mishpotom. Vayakrev Moshe es Mishpotom, their judgment. Madua tira kosova inyan beloi vishin Mishpot, beloi beloshin dover. Why did the Pesach describe this matter by using the language their Mishpot and not the language of dover, shuloshin harogil do? That's the common language in a such a situation. Kumeshu metzinu, kama pomim beparashi yasakoidma, it's like we find many times in the previous portions, and as Rashi also quotes over here, doesn't say, Why is it, that the, what's the difference between saying the judgment of this matter? So, uh, what is the difference between, in our case, when we say, the Dover, he brought their Dover, or he brought their Mishpat, is Dover, when you say Dover, is this matter, which means it includes the entire subject that we're discussing, Hatainis, the argument, the give and take, etc. Mishpat, on the other hand, when we translate the Mishpat, meaning of Mishpat, that is talking about the ruling, the final ruling, the uh, sorting out of what is the halacha in this matter. And since, why is Moshe asking the Hashem is bringing to Hashem is because he doesn't know what the law is and what the ruling is. In Cain, if so, Eich Masim Loimar, how is it fitting to say, Shemoyshe Hikrufnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Es Hamishpatam, he brought the ruling to the Eibush there. 
Hapsagdin v'halacha. He didn't bring this the psagdin. He brought the issue before Hashem. He brought the matter, not the psagdin. Why does it say he brought the mishpat before Hashem? And Rashi says, Lachem Farish Rashi. That's what Rashi explains. Shochin Yoda Kvar Moshe Zaloche. Datake Moshe Rabbeinu Nudaloche. He didn't just bring the matter. Veshapir Nokad Akos Loshin Mishpat. It's okay. The Pasik is okay that it uses the language Mishpat. Lahadgish. Because this is to emphasize Shamadubar Hubib Sagdin Boruviyaduloi. We're talking about a ruling that was clear. And known to Moshe Rabbeinu, he brought their mishpat, the ruling that he knew once upon a time. So if he knew it, why does he have to bring it? Because now he forgot it. Still he was, he needed to bring close this ruling. Because at that moment, at that time, this halach has been hidden from him. He didn't forget it, he didn't know it. It's as if the Pasik said like this, that he brings the Mishpat, that there was a ruling that he knew. It was in his hands. And it was hidden from him at that time. He brings it from Hashem. So the ruling that he knew, he brings it from Hashem. This is the reason that Rashi quotes not only the word mishpotam, which Rashi is bothered by. Why mishpot? But he also brings Vayakarib Moshe. Why does Rashi bring Vayakarib Moshe? Because the issue is Kiloshin Mishpot Shaykh Khan Raklagabi Moshe. Vayakrev Moshe. Moshe could bring the Mishpotam because he knew Red Aloha. Bikimashu Yod Loch Mikvar. So he knew Red Aloha. But if the question was asked by someone else, then it wouldn't fit to say he bring the mishpat because the other person didn't know the mishpat. So it's the reason Rashi brings down it to emphasize that it's the mishpat the issue over here, which is because Moshe is saying That's how I know, and since it's Moshe that is bringing the mishpat, means. It fits to say mishpat. It means because promotion is al maloch. He knew it before, and now he's asking Hashem, remind me or tell me what is this mishpat that I've already dealt with. Uh, so, but Rashi has a problem now. How could it be that Moshe Rabbeinu should forget a halacha that dain yeshlit moya? So there is still to be surprised. How does it apply to say that Aloha was hidden from Moshe? Rabban Shekol Yisrael, he was the teacher of all of Israel. He accepted, he received the Torah from Sinai, etc. That's why Rashi concludes, continues, that here he was collected from, he was punished. Lahazvir to explain that the reason that this halacha was hidden from him, this was as a punishment. Since he has taken the crown for himself to save, the 
difficult matters that will be difficult for you to bring to me. He took himself that crown. That's why he was punished with measure for measure. That the Allah was forgotten from him. So that he said that he could answer all the Allah. As David said, no. Here, you'll forget this Allah. So, this interpretation answers basically all the questions that the Rebbe asked before. Uh, why over here? Rashi is not bothered how come he can not know a halacha. That's not the question. Over here the question is mishpatam. And, uh, and the same thing is the Rebbe asked why did he quote the word mishpatam over here? And these questions are answered now. But now the Rebbe is going to answer why do we need a second interpretation. So the Rebbe explains that the Emerson, the, uh, this incident that Moshe Rabbeinu was punished for took place 40 years earlier and here Hashem wanted to punish him for speaking in such a way. So why did it wait for 40 years? That makes it a little difficult. That's where Rashi comes up with the second commentary. Gimel. But according to this interpretation, it's difficult. When did Moshe say, That took place on the first year after he left Egypt. When was the argument of the daughters of Tzlovchot? That was at the 40 years. As Rashi beforehand said that this was in the 40th year, is when this parsha, this incident took place. So, how is it possible that Hashem waits for 39 years and he did not cause a, a reason that he should fix this matter that required correction immediately? So, for Moshe Rabbeinu to correct Moshe Rabbeinu saying, Hashem should have made a cause, a reason, shouldn't take for 39 years, 40 years. Especially through this delay, that the Eden might make a mistake and think, maybe they think it's appropriate that what he has taken, this crown, and say, bring me all difficult thing, that it was appropriate. They heard Moshe Rabbeinu speak like that. And the Abishad doesn't make any note and stop this. So that's the difficulty with this Rashi. That's saying that this was something wrong that Moshe Rabbeinu did and Hashem waited for him till now to collect. Rashi doesn't like that Pshat. Uh, Rashi has a difficulty with that Pshat. That's what Rashi says. Another Pshat. So this other Pshat, the Rebbe learns now, it's not another pshat that he knew. The mishpatam, that is the same as before. This other pshat is only a reason. There's another reason why the halacha was forgotten from him. As the Rebbe says in the parentheses now, Emperor. It's not that with this interpretation, Rashi is retracting or going against. From what he said in the beginning, that the halacha is forgotten from him. No, the mishpatah means, like we said before, that he knew the halacha and he's forgotten it. But there's another interpretation 
why he forgot the halacha. The first interpretation is he forgot the halacha because he was punished. But there's another interpretation. There's nothing wrong with Rashi's pshat in the beginning that he said that the halacha was forgotten from him. That's not a problem. Also the language of mishpotom, it's evident that we need to say so, as we said before, that he brings the mishpotom, that the actual halacha uh, he knew, he only forgot the mishpotom. Rashi gives one interpretation, uh, the first interpretation, that because he said, Dover HaKosheh, Korov so Rashi says, no, in the second said, Loi Mishum Shekan not because over here Hashem collected, but on the contrary, not a punishment. It actually should be said by Moshe. It was a special privilege, a merit for the doors of Slavchot. And that's why it was written on them. He forgot it in order for them to get the privilege to write it. And according to both interpretations, Rashi emphasizes and tells you, Rashi is very precise, and he says, That it's the writing and to write it down. Only the writing of this parsha, this halacha and Torah, Cave in the Merit It's not that they came up with this halacha. The halacha, that's why Rashi Rebbe has before. In the other place, it says Amira. Over there is Amira. Over here was the, the, only the writing. Rashi is specific that it's the writing of this halacha. Abel Amiroso shall halacha zoom Akodesh Baruchu. But this halacha being said from Akodesh Baruchu, Loi Boal Yodom did not come through them. Because Hashem already spoke this to Moshe. Now, the problem was, it was already told, but it's forgotten either either as a punishment, or in order for it to be written through the Bnei Slavchat. So, so this answers also the other question that the Rebbe asked. Why Rashi doesn't have to explain in the other places uh, why Moshe Rabbeinu that this case is very unique. Why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know That's not a question. But in our case it's Mishpoton. That's the question. And Rashi gives two interpretations. What's the problem with the second interpretation? That it was because of the privilege of the B'noi Slavchot. Amnam lefi pirush zeh kosher. But according to this interpretation it's difficult. Should we then, is it? I mean, it doesn't seem right that because of the merit of the daughters of Tzlovchot, Moshe Rabbeinu should lose out. So the parsha that he was supposed to write has been written through Tzlovchot. Either or, so that, that the halacha should be forgotten from him so that the B'noi Tzlovchot should have this privilege. That's why Rashi brings his first commentary. And not only does Rashi bring his own first commentary also, he takes it as the main. The first, number one, is the first interpretation. 
Shenisalmo, Mimeno Halocha, Mipnation, Nifral, Shenotlatar Vahulu. And the reason why the halacha was forgotten for him, because that was a punishment because he took this crown for himself. And of course, that is difficulty. Why would Hashem wait 39 years? So this for the Rebbe gives the second interpretation that it was for the privilege of the Bnei Slavchot. But then, why would the Meishrein lose because of Bnei Slavchot? That's why we have the first shot, and that is for number one. And the Rebbe over here now in, in Dalit, in the end, is going to bring a wondrous and explain uh, a, a very, very amazing interpretation why these halachas specifically which was the story of Zimri over there Rashi says also in his Alma halacha that when he went and he cursed the Hashem uh, had to do I'm sorry, it had to do with the Midianite woman over there uh, it says that they didn't know uh, what to do uh, over there, till Pinchas came about, uh, they were in shock, and uh, everybody was there. And Nisalma Halacha, and then Zimri came, and Kanoim Poikimboy, and then he killed that woman, the, uh, the the man and the woman, the Zimri Ben Solu, together with the other woman, the, the, the Midianite woman. So, the language over there is also that Moshe Rabbeinu forgot the Halacha. And the Rebbe explains now. That this is Alma Halacha, and it uh, turns out that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't end up teaching this Halacha to the Yidden, but it came through the other means, either through Pinchas over there or over here through the Bnei Slavchot. So it turns out that the Yidden were lacking. And the Rebbe comes up with this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't teach them the Halacha anyways. Very interesting. Let's look inside. Loshan Zu, Shinis Alma Halacha, Moshe. This language that the halacha has been hidden from Moshe, Nemdel Gam, the Soif Parshas Balak Bemaisa Zimri. This is also in the end of the portion of Balak, in the story of Zimri, in the Zimri Ben Solu. But Lechayre Deirish Biur, Lechayre, this requires explanation. Lama Davke Bishnaim Eilu Nisalma Halacha Mimenu. Why is it Davke in these two cases? Uh, the halacha has been hidden from him, forgotten from him. And the explanation in the, in the halachic style, and certainly and it will also this will sweeten even more the interpretation the way it will sweeten the pshat pirush as well. His almost halacha First, the Rebbe said there is an issue about Moshe forgetting the halacha because this forgetting halacha from Moshe, this is almost that it's. Has been hidden from him. Who, who? That is a matter which is not only touches Moshe. Also, all Yidin are affected by it. They are the ones that received the halacha from Moshe. They don't know at all about the existence of such a ruling. Until it will be said a second time, and Moshe will teach it to the end. Meaning, in all the time, uh, they uh, would not get this halacha. And further, even after he teaches it, it is a halacha that in it was a forgetting for a while. 
It is not the same with halacha that there was never forgetting applied to it at all. Amru Chazal, saying our sages, Migmar Batikto Kashi Studying is in the old is more difficult than the new. I guess by the Yidin it didn't make a difference because the Yidin are hearing it, hearing it the first time. But by Moshe Rabbeinu, over here it's going to be um, because Moshe Rabbeinu has heard it first and now he has to hear it anew again. Uh, so it's going to be sort of learning in the old ones because now he has a new ones. So basically, it means to say that once it's been forgotten, and um, so it has to have it, it's more, more, more difficult. So it turns out that there's something lacking in this nisal mahalocha. Since that's the fact, move on. She salmus halocha that this uh, forgetting uh, the halocha or the obscuring the halocha that's lacking in the way this was halacha was given to the Eden. So therefore, uh, normally we would not want a halacha to be forgotten, because if it was forgotten, and then you have to relearn it, then that would not be a complete giving over. But ulam yoytzis min haklalim shte halochas anal. These two halochas are an exception. Bemaise zimri v'taynes b'nei slavchot. In the case of zimri, in the taynes b'nei slavchot, over there we don't have anything missing because it was nisalim halocha. Yedeish nisalim halocha. Memoisha oz lo yivsidu b'nei Yisrael v'kabalosim. Through him forgetting the halocha, then the b'nei Yisrael did not lose anything in their tradition in receiving the Torah, that they've gotten something that has been forgotten. Because even if these halachas have not been hidden, they could not have accepted them from Moshe himself at that time. So meaning, Hashem made it that he should forget these two halachas. Because those two halachas even if the Ebrister did not make him this Alma Halacha, actually we could not learn those Halacha from Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Negea Bedover, it applied to him. We can't accept the Halacha from Moshe Rabbeinu in those two cases because he was involved in them, as the Rebbe brings down. The Isa B'Gemore, we find in the Gemore, Kol Talmud Chochem Shemeda Halacha Ubo. If a Talmud Chochem who taught the Halacha, and then he comes. So, im maisa omro If he taught the halacha before it affected him, before the fact that he said the halacha, then we listen to him because it doesn't affect him. So we say, oh, he ruled like that, and it can apply to the Talmud uh, Chacham itself. But But if the halacha is after the act, which means that the halacha affects the person, the Talmud Chacham, we're not going to listen to him because it affects himself. Upirish B'toysu, Toysu says, 
We cannot listen to him. Now this is specifically, we can't listen to him if it's something which is, and he's, it affects him himself. He's connected to this matter. So we're going to say, he's going to say, I heard the halacha is so, we're not going to accept the halacha from him. Moshe Rabbeinu would say this halacha, was saying, hey, Moshe Rabbeinu, the reason you're saying it is because it impacts you. That's what you're saying. We can't accept the halacha like that. We're not going to listen to him if he doesn't say it before it happened. If he didn't say it, well, we didn't hear it from him. Only after what happened to him, and then he, it's connected to him, and then he says, oh, this is the halacha. This is what Hashem told me. We're not going to listen to him. In our case, it was already the fact already happened, as we'll see. And Moshe was connected to this matter. In both of these halachas, both of the story of Zimri, and also the argument of the daughters of Slavchot. The Rebbe explains how. In the story of Zimri ben Solu, when he went and had this intimacy with this Midianite woman, so the people came to him and they said, This Midianite woman, is she permitted, prohibited or permitted? If you say that she is prohibited, who permitted you to marry a Midianite woman? the daughter of Yisrael. When they said this, they made him connected to this matter in this case. This is what we can say. In that case, he's not believed to say the law is that the zealot can kill him. That's what Pinchas had to come. This Because even if he knew the Allah, he can't say so because they're going to say Oh, it is, he's connected to this halacha. Same thing, they added, he wasn't involved in the community of Koyrach. So, why did we keep it in this Kukuloimar? Since they said they needed to say that. Uh, as Rashi says, that he wasn't part of the community of Koyrach, he didn't deserve to die as the community of Koyrach, he had to say that in order that he didn't lose any of his portion in the land of Israel. Shecholkal Moshe, what did the Koyrach do? They argued that so then in this case, Moshe Rabbeinu is connected to this matter, this halacha. And therefore we can say, you're not going to listen to him this psakalacha. So it turns out, even if Moshe Rabbeinu came and said, Oh, this is Allah, you can't accept Allah. The Abish to make it. So now we're going to say that why was this halacha hidden in the story of Zimri and in the argument of the daughters of Slavcha? That is not, the idea over here is not any loss in the receiving of these halachas. Because even if without this forgetting or being uh, concealed from him, 
There was no possibility to accept it from Moshe. Because Moshe was connected to this matter. So that's why Hashem caused that specifically this halachas so that there should not come a loss from forgetting Israel. These halachas, anyways, he couldn't tell them. So those are the two halachas which Nisalmah Memenu. This is Mesichas Shabbos Pinchas in Tavshin Chavavu.